Her and EU, a European podcast on gender equality. Brought to you by the Martin Center with Loredana Teodorescu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of Her and EU, a podcast on gender equality and women's role in the society. I'm Loredana Teodorescu, and our special guest of today is Doina German, member of the Moldovan Party of Action and Solidarity and chair of the Parliamentary Committee of Foreign Affairs and European Integration. She's also the vice president of WPP Women, and she leads the women organization connected to her party. So, Doina, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Loredana, for invitation and for the opportunity to speak about uh, women, about women's courage and solidarity in such challenging times for all of us. <laughs> Thank you, Doinas. I would like to start with your own personal story. So looking back, what have been the ingredients of your success and how being a woman has affected your career? I mean, was it ever an obstacle in some ways or an advantage? So I wouldn't say uh, nor an obstacle, nor an advantage. It uh, can be called a challenge. It is challenging to be a woman involved in uh, the political life in Moldova. Uh, it is challenging every day, but my journey on this political route started six years ago, six years ago. And um, I think it was a gradual process that uh, finally led me to the understanding that things don't change if you just stand and uh, contemplate them, uh, right? And I saw back then that there are so many things that can be improved, can be fixed, injustices stopped, and uh, ultimately, it felt as a call of duty to step in if you want. Of course, it was more complicated in the beginning when I was a member of the extra parliamentary opposition than being an MP in the parliamentary opposition. But now, uh, successfully, uh, we are in uh, parliamentary governing party and we have 63 mandates from 101 so an absolute parliamentary majority uh, this uh, encourages us to move forward and uh, to have our reform agenda done uh, as for me personal personally defending human rights democracy and the rule of law in our country are fundamental values for me. The fight against domestic violence is on the list of my top personal priorities because it still remains a cruel reality for many women in our country. Unfortunately, almost 73% of Moldovan women are daily beaten, abused, humil humiliated, and harassed in their own homes. That's why all these years I actively promoted the ratification of the Istanbul Convention, which finally and successfully became a reality in October 2021. And I'm so proud that Moldova has become the 35th state to ratify the Istanbul uh, Convention. 
we did it in the first 100 days of our governing. So a lot to do, an ambitious agenda, and we are really determined to move forward. Thank you, Doina, for your engagement. And let's look uh, at the positive side of the picture. So in your country, in Moldova, the presence of women in politics is recently quite outstanding. Your country is run by two women, both from the pro-EU party PASS. And moreover, during the last elections in 2021, a record number of women was elected as MPs, 40%. So is there a lesson to be learned? So uh, you are right, Loredana, our country is in good hands now, in uh, women's hands. Uh, we have a strong women at the presidency. We have a really courageous woman at the government. Moreover, we have for the first time in the history of our country, a woman at the presidency of the constitutional court. And uh, the thing that just broke all the stereotypes in our country is that we have a woman uh, as the head of the Ministry of Internal Affairs, so um, force ministry. ministry. And um, on the other hand, we, ha we have for the first time uh, a man uh, at the Ministry of Labor and Social Protection, yeah? so. This is a concrete example how the stereotypes can be broken and um, how um, the dimension of gender equality can have a success. I can't help but say how proud I am of my country because um, before the presidential election, uh, there were many but very many skeptical voices that were saying um, that our society, our country is not ready to elect a woman as a president, but our people proved that our country was in fact more than ready to elect a woman as a president and we made history in 2020 by electing the first ever woman president after almost 30 years of independence of our country. Of course, the vote for Maya Sandu was a vote for change, order, and welfare in our country. And this definitely sets a positive example to girls and women in uh, the whole country and inspires them to pursue leadership uh, roles. It proves, in fact, that the glass ceiling was broken and the perceptions about gender and the roles attributed to women are changing. And it also proves that the double quota is really working because we have a record number of MPs women in this legislature, comparing with the last one, when we had only 18% of women in the parliament, now we have 40%. So it is a historical and record number. And uh, it shows that the quota system really works and it inspires us to go on and uh, to have more women at the local elections as well, because in 2023, we are going to have our first 
electoral scrutiny at the local level when uh, the double quota will be effectively implemented. Also in the European Union, the wind of change is blowing with President Menzola, President for the Lion. They're really giving us a good example. So how is your country looking at the European Union in this regard? Do you feel that Europe is leading by example, prompting for a change in the neighborhood? Or do you think that European Union could do more? So um, it is really inspiring or uh, these two women, uh, they lead by example. And to my mind, solidarity and courage are two pillars nowadays that determine positive, uh, substantial changes, if you want. And courageous women in politics are an even more powerful drawing force when fighting for democracy and freedom than anything. Of course, now we have um, extraordinary opportunities and an unprecedented openness from uh, European Union. We'll feel and see this every day. It is our responsibility now to use these opportunities and during this mandate from the citizens in four years, to put Moldova on the path to transformation, prosperity and growth. And I strongly believe that European Union is an extremely important partner in this process. That's why uh, I'd like to thank our partners for supporting us, uh, especially in this uh, complicated period as we have a war at the borders, we have unprecedented crisis, economic, energetic, pandemic, and it is extremely important to know that we are not alone. And let me follow up on that. So let's, uh, let's still talk about the European integration process as you are chairing the Foreign Affairs and EU Integration Committee in the Moldovan Parliament. And this is a position particularly relevant now, as Moldova and Ukraine recently have both been granted the EU candidate status. So what does this mean for you? How are you looking at this process? And I would say, what is your ambition in this regard? Of course, Moldova now needs more than ever the support of our external partners to help citizens, citizens recover from this pandemic and uh, economic and energetic crisis, and most importantly, to face the humanitarian crisis caused by the barbaric Russian aggression against Ukraine, forcing more than 3 million Ukrainians to flee their homes. Now we have in uh, Moldova more than 80,000 citizens refugees from Ukraine um, in our country. Most of them are women and uh, children. And in this way, I would like to say that Moldova showed solidarity with all of them. We just opened our hearts, our homes, and uh, showed um, that we are 
with the Ukrainian population. Uh, it is a concrete example that Moldovan, uh, Moldovan uh, citizens believe in real democracy, that uh, Moldovan, Moldova is about European values, about European standards, and uh, our place and our home, of course, is in uh, the big European Union family. Indeed, I think that the cooperation between EU and Moldova is crucial, and uh, it proved to be crucial, especially in such challenging times. Um, so now let me maybe go back uh, again to your personal story. So you have been recently nominated also the vice president of the EPP Women. Um, so I'm wondering, what is the added value for you um, of being part of a network of European women gathering women from EU and neighboring countries. So how this impacted your life, how important it is to be together in such a network and have the support of your colleagues and fellows? Yeah, thank you, Loredana, for the question. Actually, I was not nominated. I was elected uh, as uh, vice president of the EPP Women. It is um, a challenge and in the same time, a huge, huge responsibility. But I uh, truly believe that we women must stand in solidarity with each other as nations, as women, with women, with uh, women who are fighting for human rights, for democracy, for peace, for equality in social, political, and um, economical life, and of course, fighting for equal rights every day. And EPP Women is the best platform for all uh, this. So I'm really proud and I'll do my best to, uh, to accomplish all our goals. Uh, we have many of them, uh, but um, being united and standing in solidarity, uh, as I know that all the women in uh, EPP Women do, I am, um, uh, I am uh, uh, really, I, I really think that we will uh, succeed. Indeed, Donna. Donna, you've been elected. <laughs> Sorry for uh, my mistake. You've been elected, which means that you have the support and the trust uh, from so many women uh, of the EPP. Um, and connected to that, we know that uh, it's so important to have the support and it's so important uh, to be part of networks. So I'm wondering, was there anybody who inspired you throughout your life? So. Uh... Of course, um, the most important uh, leader who inspired me is uh, Maya, is Maya Sandu, the leader of my political party at that time. Um, she really inspires by example. So at the national level, uh, our president Maya Sandu is uh, that person that inspired 
or who is a role model uh, for me. Uh, because uh, even now having so many women in uh, important leadership positions, it is still complicated to be a woman because of stereotypes, because of the patriarchal society in which we live, because of the hate speech against uh, women candidates, because um, I would uh, give you a real example. When um, in 2020, two weeks before the presidential campaign, Maya Sandu, the candidate at that time was heavily attacked for being a woman, for having a family and for having no children. So they said how she can rule a country if she is a woman and has no family. On the other hand, I have three children, but I am um, always attacked uh, being an irresponsible mom because I should stay at home taking care of my children and not uh, being actively involved in politics. So uh, it is an example about how uh, the stereotypes and the hate speech every day attacks uh, our women. And I would mention here at the, national, at the international level that six years ago, I met Doris Peck, the president of EPP Women at that moment and the director of Robert Schumann Institute in Budapest at a very inspiring training uh, women in political life. And she really inspired me. And um, I went back to Moldova after this meeting and this training and found the, the women, past women's organization. So um, probably these two women are the most important persons in my political career or in my professional life. And I'm really proud that I met them in my life. Doina, thank you. Thank you so much again for your time and for sharing with us your personal story, but also insights on Moldova and its EU ambition. So thank you for this interesting conversation and thank you to the Martin Center for making this podcast possible. Thank you all for listening. We will be back soon with a new episode of Her and EU, so stay tuned. That was today's episode of Her and EU. Subscribe to our podcast for more.